Hey, it's your girl, Shy Money, and this is Let's Talk About It, Highly Opinionated. And first and foremost, I just want to thank everybody who um, tunes in and gives me, you know, all of their feedback and, you know, lets me know how they feel and, you know, what I could, um, just basically their their honest opinion on, you know, what they heard so far. And I really, I appreciate everything. Um but something that someone said to me just stick out is they was just like, you know, Shy, like we don't we don't know who you are. You didn't tell us anything about yourself. So I'ma just, you know, be an open book and let you guys in on, you know, Cheyenne. Not Shy Money, but Cheyenne. Like I'ma let you guys know, you know, me. Um, first and foremost, um I was born and, you know, raised in Brooklyn, New York, whatever. You know, I, I grew up in the um the Fort, Fort Greene, but I was raised in a star. Um, that's Best Star, Brooklyn. Um, I'm not even going to tell you how many siblings I have because it's a lot. Um, but I have, <laughs> as far as my immediate siblings, my immediate siblings that grew up in the house with me, I have two sisters and I have two brothers. Um... And unfortunately, um, we were all in the system, you know. Unfortunately, we had parents that, you know, couldn't take care of us. We had parents who, you know, chose other things rather than, you know, taking care of and being there for their kids. But that's another story. Um so with that being said, you know, like I said, me and my siblings were in the system. My grandmother, which is my father's mother, she came and, you know, she got us. We felt like, oh, my God, the Savior has come. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we were so excited. And I'm just talking about me and my sisters because um, my brothers came, you know, um, years at, years later. So as far as me and my sister, my older sister and my younger sister, I am the middle child, the middle girl. Um she came and got us out of the system. We probably were in the system for about a year. Maybe, I mean, honestly, that time went by so fast or it's just so blurred in my mind. I really cannot tell tell you how long we were there. Um, but I will say, you know, we did encounter some, you know, some good families and we did encounter some bad ones. And it's so crazy. Like, I'm really going to say this, but it's so crazy that... I do not remember the good families that we were with. And it's so crazy. I know I know one of the families, they were like a Jamaican family, like a West Indian family. And I only say that because um, I can remember them eating like fish eyes and stuff. And I would be so scared, like, no, I don't want it. Oh, my God, you're eating the eye. Like, it was just so creepy. It was so weird. But I, I think they had, I think they were like Jamaican, some type of West Indian I'm not 100% sure, and I'm only saying that, like I said, because not only that they were eating fish eyes, because I'm sure more than West Indians eat fish eyes, but I think I remember seeing, like, some, like, Rasta stuff in their house or, like, some Jamaican paraphernalia in the house. That's, I mean, it's just a blur, so I really can't be 100% sure. But I will say the the one bad family that we did go to, I will never forget their names. I will never forget their names, and I, I'm, I'm not sure of where they live or where they were located, but I'm like, I'm kind of, I think they were like in, you know, 
Westchester County, Yonkers, New York type shit. Like, I think they were up there. Miss Marion and Miss Maxine, I will never forget their names. They were the worst, worst family ever. They were twin sisters. Then they also had twin nieces and nieces. Um, and it was just like the most, it was just like the the most horrific, you know, experience ever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but that's another story as well. You know, the foster system and the people that take in kids. That's a, that's a whole nother book. And that's a whole nother story. So I'm not going to get too much in detail about that. But yes, uh, me and my sister were in the system. My grandmother came and got us. And, you know, we thought, you know, we were living a life. We didn't have to worry about when we were going to eat. We didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody coming in or doing this or doing that. We didn't have to worry about that at my grandma's house. We, you know, we, we felt the love, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was great. You know, as a kid, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, we were excited. And I felt like it was just excitement because of where we had just previously came from. You know, so as time went on, you know, parents have rules. Parents have rules. And the house, it was just so strict. It was, I mean, it was, we had good times, but for the most part, it was just, like, really strict. I feel like we we learned to, you know, bond as sisters and cousins, because my cousin did live there with us as well. Um, but... I mean, as a kid, you want to hang out with your friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to go outside. You want to be with your friends. And my grandma didn't play that. And, it, you know, I feel like that some of the things, some of the reasons why I am the way I am comes from, you know, that taught behavior. What I know now is taught behavior. What I thought was just something regular, like, oh, this is normal. No, this is taught and this is instilled into you as a kid. And as an adult, I don't like it. As an adult, I, I, I now feel some type of way about, you know, how I was being raised and, you know, what transpired in the house and, you know, things like that. Um, like I said, we had rules. There were no videos. There was no, we couldn't watch music videos. We barely could watch, you know, listen to like rap music. Um, we could not go to our friend's house. We could not go, the friends could not come to our house. You know, it was no, you know, party, sleepovers, no hanging out with friends, none of that stuff. You know, I mean, in elementary school, you know, you don't really care about that. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, as far as I'm concerned in elementary school, you know, we had a good time. You know, we always had birthday parties. The kids from the, from the building would come to the parties. Or if somebody had a birthday party in the building, we would go there. But if any, if any of my friends that didn't live in my building had a birthday party or something like that, oh, no. Don't even ask me because I'm not asking my grandma because she's going to say no. And I used to really tell my friends that, like, oh, I'm not even going to ask her because so, she's going to say no. Like, I, you get to that point, And then as a kid, I don't know if anybody else had those, you know, had to go through that. You just get to the point where you just, me, I'm not even going to say with you. I'm going to talk about myself. Me, personally, I got to the point where I kind of didn't even want to make friends just so I wouldn't even have to go through that. Oh no, you can't go nowhere if they can't. Da, da, da. Like I didn't even want to have to ask my grandma for any of that stuff. You know, can I go to this person's house or can they come over here or can I go out with her and her mom or whatever the case? No, I I just made it. I just felt like I just started to get to you know to go into a shell because of you know the upbringing in my house. You know what I'm saying? The the the, the constant the constant 
no, the constant, the, the constant hearing, the hearing no so constantly, it just does something to you. It it just really does something to you. Um, but like I said, that was elementary, you know, um, as kids, you know, we fight, we make up, we, you know, boyfriends and best friends and, you know, all of that. That was, you know, I was young. I was a kid and I, you know, I was good, you know. Even in elementary, I'm not even going to lie, even elementary, fifth, sixth grade, fourth grade, whatever, um, because I, let me just say, you know, kudos to my class. We were the last, we were the last year to grad, where sixth graders were able to graduate. We were the last year. So most people had like three graduations. I probably had like four because, you know, kindergarten, um, what, sixth grade, eighth grade, and then 12th grade. So now it's just what, kindergarten, eighth grade and 12th grade, you have a prom and graduation. I'm not sure. I've been out of school so long. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, even in those grades though, you know, people always say, oh, Shy, you're mean, you're a bully. And I'm just like, what? No, I'm not. Like, I'm not a mean, I'm not a bully. I'm not doing anything to you. Whole time, this taught behavior that I'm, that I'm exhibiting or that I'm putting on other people, I'm not even noticing, Shy, you are really being mean. Like, Shy, you really don't have to say whatever comes to your mind just because that's what y'all do in your house. That's what, you know, that goes on in your household. Everybody else's household don't run that way. Everybody don't move that way. So I had to really change. But I wasn't thinking about it like that at the time. At the time, I was like, if you don't like it, don't speak to me. If you don't like it, don't be my friend. Don't come around me. Don't come around me looking crazy. Don't come around me saying nothing crazy because I'm going to check you. And that's how I just been all my life. You know what I'm saying? Until, you know, a few years ago when, you know, I had to reevaluate some things. But elementary school was a breeze. I loved it. You know, fights, boyfriends, friends, you know, everything was going on. Summer camps. And I mean, I would say that. I'm not even going to lie. I would say that every year we was in a summer camp. We went to all the amusement parks. You know, we, we didn't miss a beat as far as, you know, having fun outside of the house. But see... I guess because you're a kid, you want to have fun outside of the house without, you know, somebody looking over your shoulder, making sure that you're doing this or doing that. But nonetheless, I'm not even going to discredit that. We did have fun. You know, we went to summer camps every year. We went to the Boys and Girls Club. That's in Farragut. You know, it it was different way back in the days. We used to have sleepovers at the um, Boys and Girls Club. You know, it it was lit. They had dance contests in the summer. You know, it was a really good time. We really had a good time at the Boys and Girls Club. I forgot the lady's name who used to run it back in the day. But I think her name was Miss Cherry or Miss Sherry or something like that. But, yeah, she was Miss Cool, real cool. I remember Lois used to work there. Um, it was just really cool back in the days. Um, now I get to junior high school, and now I move from the fort to the star. Um, it was a big difference. It was a big change. You know, I feel like when I came from Yonkers out of the system to the fort, you, we, I was a kid. I was like five, six years old or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't notice, you know, or pay attention to, you know, things like that. Um, what the goings on of, you know, other people outside, whatever the case may be. But as you know, now I'm, I'm a little bit older going from the fort to the star, now I'm more aware of people and, you know, who's saying what, who's doing what, who's looking, who's, like, I'm more aware of that, so it was a little bit different, you know, 
And then, you know, you, you, you starting to feel yourself, I guess, you know, period, you get your period at that age, you know, fifth grade, fourth grade, something like that. Now you're a little bit older, you know, you not really, well, me personally, I wasn't really into boys, but I was looking at boys. And, you know, I guess when we was back in the days, we all had the, you know, light skin boy with the braids. We all had that phase. It was a phase. <laughs> Let me just say it was a phase. Who didn't want a little light skinned boy with, with braids or hair or whatever the case may be? Whatever. N- niggas wasn't really checking for the dark skinned boys at the time. But there was this one boy in elementary school. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really had a crush on this boy. I feel like the first time I laid eyes on him, I knew I was like, yo, I want him. And then this girl that, you know, we was cool. We usually live in the same building. This girl started dating him. But I was like, yo, she is mad fishy. Like, oh, my God. Like, how you talking to her and she smell like fish? Like, I don't know if it was her clothes smelling like fish. Because, you know, when you cook food, it sticks to your clothes. So I don't know if it was her clothes smelling like fish or if it was her cuckoo smelling like fish. But I was just like, oh, no. So I started looking at the boy funny. Like, why would you ever date her? And she's she stink. Like, <laughs> But that was just me being me being young and, you know, whatever. Always the why me? Why you didn't pick me type shit, I guess. But anyway, here comes junior high school. You in a new hood. You in a new town. Of course, there's going to be, you know, boys, girls, everything. So, yes, that's what, there were fights. I had, I had a, a few fights in junior high school over a boy. I mean, you know, girls just, I guess they just wanted to pick. I don't know. But, you know, I had an older sister. I don't, I don't, I didn't really have to do too much, say too much. Um, but for the most part, you know, junior high was cool. But if I feel like junior high kind of is when I started to really become a little bit more opinionated, a little bit more defensive, a little bit more everything because of now we're getting older, like I said. So now I'm about, what, 14, 15, 16 years old. I'm like 15 because my sister was 16. My older sister was 16. And now, you know, you're getting older, you're starting to pay attention to more things. So my older sister, I guess, she started to see or notice certain things that, you know, she didn't like. And it was a real, it was a real tough time in my household um, in junior high school, around junior high school time, because of the, the tension and the tension and the stress in my house. You know, my grandmother, she, you know, like I said, she was very strict. She didn't want us to hang out. She didn't want us to have friends or whatever the case may be. And my older sister wasn't feeling it. So she ended up, you know, running away at 16. And then... At the same time now, she's running away at 16, but I have friends who I think is my friends, but every other day, we're getting into it, we're arguing, we want to fight, and it was just really stressful. So it's like, I'm dealing with these girls in school, I'm dealing with these with my, with my family at home, and I'm just like, I'm just really not feeling it. Like, I'm just really not feeling what we got going on. So with that being said, so with that being said, my defenses went up even higher. The way I handle, the way I 
would handle people the way I would handle females. Like, I, I feel like at that point in junior high school, just so young, so four, 15 years old, just so young, I'm just like, you know what, I'm over girls. Like, I don't want to have any friends. I started to, you know, look at look at people differently, look at the world differently. And especially girls, I just feel like girls can be so damn catty. Like, it, 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 was, it was just disgusting, like, I'm minding my business. I'm minding my business. And just because, you know, I'm playing with the boys or the boys want to play with me. Now, today we was all cool. We was cool between first and third period. Now here it is lunchtime. You got a problem because the boy that you like is playing with me more than he's playing with you. So now you want to fight. You don't like me. You you got an issue. That was corny. And that was the, that was how we that was. You know, the mood, the vibes in junior high school, it was just so corny, you know, and it, it was just weird. It was very, very weird for me because I was not used to that. Um, I wasn't used to that, especially when it came to boys, because like I said, I wasn't really paying them any mind. So I guess them fast ass little girls was paying these boys minds. But in my head, I'm like, yo, I can't even go outside. You think I care about if you like this boy or if he like me? I can't talk on the phone. I can't go outside. So this shit is, is I'm not about to sit here and keep doing this with you every day. So it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I, I'm not I'm not feeling y'all with this friendship shit every week, every day. We want to fight. I want to talk. So I just, you know, started saying, you know what? I got two I got two good friends and I'm gonna stick with those two girls. You know what I'm saying? So I though I was friends with the you know that we had a whole clique. Though I was friends with a lot of girls. It was just like I I just always stuck to having like two main people that you know I trusted and that you know I felt like they trusted me enough, you know what I'm saying? So my two friends at the time that I, you know, I held them dearly to me, um, Diamond and Melody. And I feel like we, we really, those was my friends. I feel like besides anything else, whatever else happened in school or, you know, if any other girls, you know, felt any type of way, I felt like they had my back, you know what I'm saying? So as I get old, as I got older, I really just started, like, I don't need a whole bunch of friends. Like, I'll hang out with a whole bunch of girls or whatever, but just know that I'm not really stunting or oppressed about a lot of y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'll talk to my, my one or two main best friends or whatever the case may be, and that would be it. But um, junior high school was really crazy. Junior high school was, junior high school was really crazy, and it it changed it changed me a lot just because of what was going on in my household not only what was going on in my household between you know my sister my grandmother and my aunt but also what was going on with between with me in school with me and um you know being at a new school um around people who you know was just moving funny with me um so like i said that that junior high school time for me really molded you know me into this this very, very, very opinionated, very, very, very defensive young lady because I felt like, you know, I had an older sister. Once she ran away, now I got to be the older sister. Now I got to, you know, make sure I could pick up for myself and pick up for my little sister. Now I got little brothers in the household now. Now I got to make sure I could pick up for them too. So I'm just always on the defense and I feel like that stems from you know, my household. And I I didn't like it. I didn't like how it made me feel, but I didn't like how it made me feel 
up until a few years ago. So my whole high school, my whole high school life, I didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm in high school and I say what the fuck I want to say. I do what I say what I say and I'm that's what it is. Whether you ask me for it or not. So now here I am in an elementary school. I mean in high school. Now here these people are saying, oh, Shy, you're so mean. You're a bully. You always have something to say. Uh, and the same thing I said in elementary or the same thing I said in junior high school is what I'm saying now. I don't care. If you don't like it, don't come around me. If you don't, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, don't say nothing to me. Don't say no dumb shit around me. And that's how I used to be. But just because, like I said, I didn't come to this conclusion until a few years ago. Just because I think you talking dumb shit doesn't mean you talking dumb shit. So who am I to say don't speak of that around me or whatever? But at the time, I wasn't feeling that way. At the time, I really meant what I said. Like, don't come over here talking that dumb shit. Don't come over here moving funny. I Like, nobody want to hear that. Like, you dumb. You look dumb. Like, I used to just be real... <laughs> Now when I look back, I was like, yo, Shaw, you was you wildin'. Like you can't talk to, you can't do that. Cause how would you feel if somebody talked to you like that? You know? So high school high school then, like I said, my sister, my older sister was already out. Sixteen, she was out, never turned back. Never turned back. And she made and you know, I'm proud of my older sister. Proud of my older sister. She took that that situation that she was in and she turned it around and now she's doing great and I love her. And you know, now at this time now I'm in high school and I feel like since my older sister was gone now I was the target you know what I'm saying now I'm the target so now I'm just feeling the the pressure you know what I'm saying now it's extra like I feel like the pressure is on the pressure is on me because you know, now my aunt don't have nobody to pick on. Now my grandma don't have nobody to nitpick with. You know what I'm saying? So now it's I'm 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 feeling the, I'm feeling that 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 tension, that picking, and you know, do this, do that, or whatever the case may be. Or oh, like it was just real, real crazy. I remember one time. I think I was probably like in tenth grade, probably tenth grade. More than likely, it was tenth grade. I had just got a washer set. And if anybody, if any of y'all know me and. <laughs> No, I stayed with the, the good washing set. Listen, but I had just got a washing set, like literally just came from the beauty salon, you know, coming to get my hair done. And my cousin, you know, she had a she had a gap between her teeth, you know, because that, you know, gaps run in my family. She had a, a gap between her teeth. This little girl spit the damn spit water through her fucking gap and it hit my hair. So me, I'm like, girl, like I just got my hair done. Like, why would you wet my hair knowing that, you know, your hair gonna shrivel up or frizz up if it gets wet, like right after you go to washing set. So I go and I take the, I went and I took a whole cup of water and I threw it on her. I took a whole cup of water and I threw it on her. But her mother, which was my aunt, who still to this day lives with my grandma. Listen, we gonna get into that too. She's about 50 years old. She's still living at home with her 70-year-old mother. And, yeah, that's another story as well. But um, she threw it on me. I mean, I threw the water on her. Do you be- Would you believe her mother came out and just slapped me across my face? Like, just slapped me. Like, yo, because I threw the water on her. No, Like, yo, she had already spit the water. Like, I feel like spitting is way worse than me throwing the water. So why would you slap me if she spit? the water at me you know what I'm saying so I'd like push my aunt or whatever and I feel like that that was the that was the moment where it was like oh so you think you bad you think you big enough to fight me I feel like that was when you know the stress really started started to come for me um 
as far as high school. So, you know, you're damn, I'm, um, you know, um, 16 years old, 10th grade. Yeah, I was 16 in 10th grade. I, I was just now starting to have sex, you know, just getting into boys. So, like I said, I feel like spitting is way worse than damn me just throwing the water. So, you know, I like kind of push my aunt. And I guess, like I said, she got a, got into that feel like, oh, so you think you grown? You think you could fight me or whatever? So that was like the first incident. Um, that was like the first incident of what happened, you know, as far as the turmoil in my um, my house. Coming up as a, you know, young teenage girl. Like, I feel like a lot of young teenage girls have had to go through something similar you know what I'm saying when you in a house full of women for whatever reason there's always so much hostility there's so much damn conflict it's just like is it are we in competition or something like you just start to feel like what what am I doing like what's going on like what is it that is irritating you so badly like why are you so so irritated about what I'm doing or what I'm saying or even if I'm telling a story even if I was telling a story to my sisters or somebody you know what went what happened or what was said you know my aunt you oh this didn't like what is the issue you know so here come 11th grade and me and my aunt had a real life you know fist fight you know like a real life whole fist fight and you know what happened? Me and my aunt's having a real life fist fight. And I just like gave up. Like I just stopped fighting because I was just like, why are you, why are you really fighting me? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why are you really fighting me? And whole time I look, I just happen to look up. My grandmother is standing right there. You think she stopped there? You think she jumped in and told her 30, 40 year old daughter to get off her, your 15, 16 year old granddaughter? No, my grandma sat right there and let her do what she was going to do. Let her fight me. Um, as if it, as if, as if she didn't care, as if I wasn't her niece. Like I'm dead as your whole niece, and you really want to fight me for whatever reason, you know? So I feel like that that's a that's a cycle that needs to be broken. Like stop jumping on your daughters or your your ne- your nieces and shit like that. Stop jumping on them because you feeling some type of way about something or because of whatever you got going on. Because at the end of the day, I feel like. Why are you fighting your people like you would fight somebody in the street? And it's and then that's what really made me upset with my grandmother is because whenever me and my sisters, you know, would get into it or we decided, oh, we wanted to fight, you know, we all got a whooping because she like, no, you're not fighting your sister. Save that for the people out in the street. You don't jump on your sister. You don't do your sister the way you would do somebody in the street. No, you save that for them. So when my aunt jumped on me and my grandma just stood there, I'm just like, okay, so I guess that don't apply to your kids. You know, so it really made me look at my grandma in a different way. And I called ACS and I was just like, you know what? I'm over this. And I feel like the same way, you know, them clear people, they get into a a, a meeting in front of people and they like, oh, no, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. Oh, but what about all the things that nobody cares about that shit? Nobody cares about that enough for to say, oh, that that's why you let her jump on me. That's that, nobody cares about. We get in front of these people at ACS because, like I said, I was adopted. You know what I'm saying? We get in front of these people at ACS, and you talking about some whole other shit. Oh, but don't we go out? Don't we do this? Don't, don't that don't matter? That don't matter. And that's exactly what I said. To, that stuff don't matter. That stuff don't matter. When you're not happy, when you're not enjoying it, I don't give a fuck how many times you take us to the movies. I don't want to go to the movies with you. I want to go to the movies with my friends. 
I don't want to go to the... I want to have a good time, talk shit with my friends, be a kid. Let me have fun. Let me enjoy life. I'm sitting up here with you. like, And it's so crazy because all my friends be like, oh, you act like a grandma. I wonder fucking why. Because I was always with, with her. You know what I'm saying? So... 11th grade, that happened, you know, I got into a real fist fight with my aunt, and I was just, like, over it. 12th grade came, I was like, you know what, I'm grown, I'm, I, well, I thought I was grown, I'm 18 now, you know, I'm working, I'm working, I'm doing what I gotta do, I'm my good, my grades is good, you know, I got accepted to, you know, Bowie State um, University in Maryland, and I had, you know, I had a boyfriend, and like I said, stuff at home still wasn't good, so... You know what I did? Thinking I'm grown, thinking I could do this. I all the way unenrolled myself out of college. Like all the way called them, emailed them, told them, listen, I will not be attending. Do not send me anything else. I will not be attending. I'm not I'm not ready for college. I really thought that at the time, 18 year old, 18 years old, two jobs. I was working at the children's place and I was working at Macy's. I really thought, 18, that I was going to be able to get my own apartment and make it out here. Mind you, had a whole boyfriend. If you ask me what he was doing, nothing. He was trying to be a, he was trying to sell drugs. That didn't work out. Then he tried to work. We was working together at the children's place. That didn't work out. So now well, here I am, thinking I'm, thinking I'm the shit. Thinking I'm fucking grown. I done. Unenrolled myself. Unenrolled myself out of school. I unenrolled myself out of school. Told my grandma. I'm not going. Once I graduate, I'm out. And that's how it happened. Now, 18 years old. Macy's in the children's place. Sleeping on a twin size bed. With your best friend. Your nigga ain't sh- My nigga wasn't shit. He didn't have shit. He wasn't trying to get shit. And I feel like that, that, that right there made me turn into who I am as of right now. Why was I taking care of somebody's fucking son at 18 when I could barely take care of myself? Who knows? Did I care? No. Was, did I think I was in love? Of course I did. Of course I did. That was my nigga. Nobody could tell me otherwise. Nobody could tell me different. I'm arguing with bitches. He was disrespecting me, violating me. Violated. Like, all the way violated, mind you. Never suck no fucking dick. Like, I started having sex at 16. I ain't suck no dick until I got with this boy at 18. Because he was older, so. And that was, like, my real boyfriend. Like, that's my man. He violates, writes it on Twitter, like, oh, you over there chilling with that nigga. You was just sucking my dick. Uh-uh. Violated. Disrespectful. My friend's like, shy, leave that nigga alone. Just leave him alone. I understand why you still fucking with him. Uh, 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 uh. Nobody can't tell you to leave. You're going to leave when you're ready. And nobody cannot tell me to leave this boy alone. Because I wasn't going to. I didn't. I did not leave him alone until I was ready. And the only way 
I was ready was, you know, to get get over one nigga, you gotta get up under the next. <laughs> so I started talking to this. So I started talking to this other boy and we were like having so much fun. Like it was, I was having the time of my life. Like I feel like I was having so much fun. I'm already out of my grandma house. I'm, you know, living with my friends. So it ain't really that much rules. And since I'm working and, you know, giving that person what they asked me to give them as far as staying with them. You know, I was just like living. I was just having so much fun. We would go out one day. I'll take him out. Then he'll take me out the next day. We were just having so much fun. And I mean, everything was good. Then the bomb dropped. Boom. This nigga have a whole girlfriend. Like, why didn't you tell me you had a whole fucking girlfriend? A whole girlfriend. Then another bomb drops. Boom. Your girlfriend pregnant. What? How the fuck you got time to get her pregnant when I'm always over here? Like, I'm always with you. Oh, obviously, you're not with him all the time because when you go home, he's with her. Then here comes another bomb. Boom. I'm pregnant. Whoa. So now we both pregnant. What you going to do, my mans? Well, I already knew what I was going to do because I've I never been a dummy and I feel like shit. The fact that just the simple fact that I was already in the system let me know. That that was not what I wanted to do at 18 years old, sleeping on a twin size bed. The nigga I'm pregnant with, sleeping with, um, living with his cousin. You know what I'm saying? So I already knew what that what I was gonna do. It wasn't nothing. Cause I'm listen. I'm gonna tell you what's up. You're not telling me nothing. That's how I felt at the time. So I was like, yo, I'm out there. You know, I gotta get an abortion. That was my first and last and only abortion that I've ever had. And I was 18. It kind of you know fucked me up a little bit because at the time I was really like, yo, I'm Christian. My grandma's gonna kill me. You know, we not supposed to be doing this. Ah uh, ah. Uh. But I just knew at the time, 18. You ain't really got no good job. I really didn't have a good job. I didn't have no place to live. Obviously, because I'm sleeping on a twin size bed with my best friend. You know, so I just knew that that wasn't the right the right move for me at the time so I went you know got that abortion everything you know started to go downhill from there which it should have because shit you 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 was a liar you know I hate I hate when guys I hate when people period portray to be one thing and then they a whole different person like there's no way you spend more time in the shower than I do you know you shave your whole damn body but your dick on fire you burning up people like how is it that you, you, you portray to be so clean, so cleanly? Oh, I don't want the, the damn towel, the washcloth to touch the sink and this and that and the third. But you swinging dick left and right, burning bitches up. Burning bitches up. So this nigga burnt me. I was devastated. I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm off the light brights. Like, I'm off the light skin niggas. Y'all ain't to be trusted. You know, I'm just giving out bits and pieces. It was the other light, light skin nigga. Keep lying. Like, oh, I don't fuck with this girl. Oh, she just be claiming me. I really had to tell a nigga, listen, you cute and all, but you ain't all of that for bitches to just be out here claiming you and you ain't giving them a reason to. But I mean, I got off the light skins at that time. I was just like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm done. I'm good off y'all. I'm, I'm good. So, you know, as time went on, you know, I'm steady working, steady getting money, dipping and dabbing and this and that, you know, any way to, you know, get money and to support myself because I just had it in my head. I'm like, shit, you left your grandma house. You don't need to go back. If you thought you was grown, do your thing. And you know, a few times I did have to go back because it's life. Shit. I had to go back to my grandma house, you know, stay for a little while, 
and then you know I was right back out because I'm like, no, grandma, we not, I'm not, we're not about to do this. You're not about to sit here and play with me like you did when I was 15, 16 years old. Now I'm 18, 19. You're not about to talk to me the same. You're not about to move with me the same. It's not gonna happen. Especially, like I said, after that fight with my aunt, I looked at her totally different. So as time went on, you know, you meet meet new people. I met different people. Started getting into different stuff. You know, I met my um. I call her my cousin now because she always said I was. I she was too old for me to call her my friend. So she, I call her my cousin, and she, you know, she introduced me to her cousin, who introduced me to Booster, and that was it. That that's when <laughs> my life changed drastically. Like going from going from getting the shoes and the clothes or whatever your grandma gets for you to now you could get whatever you want and you don't got to pay no money my heart my hands my stomach my everything just did backflips like I was just like yo it's lit like my grandma never did all of the, you know, the name brand clothes or, you know, the, the Jordans or the this or the that or the, oh, you not, don't think you're going to get that $200 shirt or um, $150 jeans or some shit. Like, no, my grandma didn't do that. So we didn't have all the latest, you know, the highest fashion and shit like that. So what? Boosted? It turned into a, a bad habit for me. <laughs> Honestly, it turned into a very bad habit. I went shopping i'm gonna just call it shopping i went shopping every single day like i had a good ass job at one point in time like i was a home attendant my my client that i had it was so sweet like the shit was so sweet i mean i'm a clean like i have to clean i love to clean i just i can't do the clutter and the junk it just makes me feel some type of way so i was like i'm a like a clean freak you know what i'm saying so the client that i had at the time you know his wife didn't want she never wanted any female aides to come into the house. So basically, when she was there, her husband, the one that I was there to care for, he never spoke to me. He didn't say a word the whole time she was there with us. She, he never said a word to me besides what he needed me to do. When that bitch left the house, oh, Lord, he would not stop talking. And, you know, once you lose one, one sense, your other one's heightened. And because he was uh, legally blind... So, you know, now your ears work better. When I say, like I said, he never spoke to me when his wife was in the house. But when that woman left, oh, yeah, he was uh, a broken record. Just on and on and on and on. And I'm telling you, them ears worked great because I'm telling you, he heard that he would hear that damn elevator door open and conversation stop. He had nothing else to say. Conversation would stop. So with him, you know, she didn't want... She didn't want me to speak to her husband, let alone be around him for a full eight hours. So she had it. Whenever I was done cleaning up the, the areas that I needed to clean, I would be able to leave. And she would still pay me. They would still pay me for the 40 hours. So that was great. And me, like I said, I was a clean. I'm a clean freak. I would go in there at 8 o'clock in the morning. By 12 o'clock, Jerry Springer coming on, I was out the door. Cleaned everything I needed to clean. The kitchen, the living room, and the bathroom. Cleaned from top to bottom. If the, if he needed me to do his laundry, laundry was done. You need me to go grocery shopping. Grocery shopping is done. Within three and a half, four hours, I was out of there. So you know what I did for the rest of the day? 
I went shopping. Like I went shopping, like really boost and really took over my life at that point because it was really one of those. I felt like it was an escape. Like that was something I had a little bit of control over, I guess, you know, like. And that's how I felt, you know, oh, I'm about to go get these clothes. I seen something that I wanted. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. Then the money started flowing. And now people know that you boost. Now people want credit. So, you know, you go to the car games or you go to this house, that house, whatever. Oh, you need something. I, 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 I got it. Uh, you know, you make your moves, you make your runs, you get what people is asking for. You get your money. So I was working and I was working. <laughs> I had two jobs. So then, you know, that got, that got, that got, um, boring kind of fast. You know, I got locked a few times, you know, you spend your night in the bookings, bring your ass home the next day. When I really found out I had a problem, when I really realized like, oh, this is a problem child. Like you really need to slow down. I got locked and they gave me my bag back. I was like, why would you give me my bag? They gave me my bag back. I went home, took a shower relined my bag and I went right back to the same stores that I had just got caught in the the day before. And that's when I knew like, yo, Sha, you wildin', you need to chill out. But I didn't chill out. You know what I did? I got deeper into it. I met this older guy. I was what, 20 by now, but this time I'm like 21, 21. I meet this guy. Like I said, I was already off the light skin. So this chocolate nigga just came into my life and just just did something to me. And he was like, he had me by like 10, 15 years. So he was cute. And he was thorough. And he got money. Oh, my God. Fell. Fell real hard. Fell real hard for this man. And... And... So now I'm into this guy, you know, we getting money, we dealing. Then after this man asked me to move in with him, he drops the bomb that he's married, like real legally married on paper type shit. Broke my little heart. Just broke my heart. But I'm already, what, two months in. So I already got feelings for this man. I don't want to I don't wanna not, not still deal with him. I don't want to stay. And then I'm like, shit, two months? Where the fuck is your wife? Where is she, where's your damn wife? As far as I was concerned, that shit was a joke. Like, oh, no, you're not really married. I guess you want to see what I'm going to say about it. That's how, I, that's how I took it. But it was real. Like, this man was really married. Then... Another bomb drops. This nigga got like 10 kids. I'm like, oh my God, just something after another, after another. But being young and, you know, think you in love, all that shit gets swept under the rug. I didn't pay it no mind. I didn't care. It was, it, it was so, it was so real. I felt like that, that, I mean, because I, that was really my man. Like, I'm like, no, this is my man. If that's your husband, not no more. If that's your baby father, not no more. It was so real, like... We we had a threesome with like his wife. We had a threesome with one of his baby mothers. And I was just like this as far as I'm concerned, you not gonna outdo me on my nigga. So if we having a fucking threesome, don't think that you are about to pull out all your tricks and shit and don't think that a bitch ain't got none of her own. So with that being said, 
yeah, we we had fun. We had fun. We had some bad times. We had some good times. I actually, you know, had a, got into a fight with one of his baby mothers, and and it started to it started to wear on me. It started to take a real toll on me. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Not as young as I am, 21. I'm not about to sit here and deal with the the stress and all of this extra stuff that comes with you, no matter how much money we get together, how good, you know, the sex is or the communication, the connection, whatever. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. As fast as I said, I don't want to do this anymore is as fast as I got locked up. And this wasn't no, oh, yeah, you get locked up and come home the next day. No, this was it. I got locked up. I ended up having to do two years. Two years for shopping, for boosting in North Carolina. And, I mean, it was, I wasn't scared. I was just upset that I really got to this point. Like, oh, wow, I'm really in jail. Like, I'm really in prison. Like, this is real. I'm really in the shower with five other bitches. Like, I'm really, you know, sleeping on a bunk bed again at 22, 23 years old. Like, oh, my God, I'm just, oh, I was over it. You know, and it's not like what you see on TV um, for the most part. I'm not, I'm going to just speak for what I know as far as I know. And the women's side, it's a little bit chill because we are women. On the guy's side, I'm sure it's a little bit more tense because of, you know, the egos and the emotions and, you know, just just that who dick is bigger type shit in the men's, in the men's jail. And that was a figure of speech, not on no real, you know, gay shit, but. Yeah, so um, them two years, it, it went by. It didn't go by fast. I'm not going to lie. That shit did not go by fast. It was really stressful. It was tiring. It was it was a lot of a lot of emotions I had. Um, I had a fight. You know, I made some good friends. Uh, my, my bitches, the Fantastic Four, because I'm just real goofy like that. You know, it was four of us. We used to, you know, hang out. We still keep in contact now to this day, you know. Um, shout out to the Fantastic Four, NeNe, Tip, Val. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I did my time. I did my time and I came home. I came home a changed person. You know, I, I took that time to reflect, think about, you know, the things that I've done, the things that I was doing, the way I was handling people, the way I was handling myself even, you know. So I took that time to reflect and um, I took that time to see if this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life. So now my time is up. I come home. I'm on parole. And, you know, nine months parole is rules, you know. And I feel like, damn, that's why I moved out of my grandma house because I'm over the rules. I'm grown. I don't want nobody telling me what to do, how to do, and where to go do it, you know. So um, I did that. that. I mean, I ain't going to lie. That parole was a breeze. I had a great parole officer. Um, I had a great parole officer. Um, I liked him. He was pretty cool. But... Now it's getting now it's getting closer to the present time, you know. So at that time, I came home. I, I I feel like yeah, I was young when I got locked up. I was 21, so I did two years. I come home. I'm 24 years old, 25, something like that, somewhere around here. I might have got locked up when I was 22 or something like that, but I don't think so. But either way, I come home. I'm 25 years old. Like, oh, no, I got to get back to New York. I got to get back to Brooklyn. I, I, I missed out on some time. I was just so eager to get back to Brooklyn. Then I got a phone call. 
rules, more rules on the other end of this phone. I'm like, yo, I'm not about to do this at 25, like, because I'll be done beat somebody the fuck up because I don't deal with the, the all of that other shit, all that side shit. Oh, this person said to do this, that. No, I don't want to hear that. So I say, you know what, y'all, you grown. This is it. This is it. If you thought you was grown at 18, no, you grown, grown right now. 25, get it popping. So you know what I did? After my parole was up, I stayed down here in North Carolina, and I did what I had to do. Thank God. I want to just, you know, give a, a big, big, big thank you to, you know, my co-host. Y'all know how it's Delilah, but I know her for real. You know, I want to give a big shout-out to my co-host who, you know, helped me out, you know, gave me the opportunity to stay with her and get myself together. Within a year of me being out, I came home 2016. 2017, I had my own apartment, my own apartment. 2018, I enrolled myself back into school. 2019, I bought my first car. 2020, here I am talking to you guys on my podcast. Listen, anything is possible. You can do it. And I said to myself, you know what, Sha? Don't be scared to do this podcast. Don't be scared to let them hear you. You know why? Because you were scared to take this chance and from the get-go. You were scared to even stay down here in North Carolina to make it happen. And you know what you did? You did it. Every single day, I grinded. I saved up my money. I didn't spend no money outside, outside of my house. I didn't spend no money outside of my, my house, that, the house that I was staying in. I rode my bike back and forth to work every single day. I didn't buy any lunch. I didn't buy no bullshit. I wasn't spending money on this, that, and the third. No, I saved up my money. I saved up enough money to put, you know, have first and last month's rent for my apartment. And I just told myself, yo, Sha, if you went that hard, if you could have that much discipline to do that every single day, ride your bike back and forth, not caring about what the fuck is going on, who's seeing you riding a bike or nothing like that. You could do what you got to do. And that's that's really is one of my biggest things. I'd be so worried about what somebody going to say about this or how I'm going to look to somebody else or the the what they might think about me i be I, I i stop myself from doing a lot of things just because of that but not no more you know what i'm saying but i just wanted to give y'all a little rundown of who i am and what i've been through but um stay tuned tuned in Every night at 11, tune in every night at 11 for more Sean Money. And I'm, I look forward to all the feedback. Any questions you guys have, any comments or anything like that, just let me know. Like I said, this is Let's Talk About It, highly opinionated. And um, tune in. And I thank you guys for everything, the support and the feedback. And I can't wait to give you more more what is this called more content (laughs) i can't wait to give you guys more content so stay tuned then stay looking out for more later